Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome. This is Carl's Roller Coaster Podcast. Hello, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. Just wanted to jump in and share with you some numbers and information in regards of publishing and copyrights and all of that. So, uh, yeah, just wanted to share some interesting stats that I came across. Um, and yeah, global collections in numbers in 2008. Those are numbers, by the way, uh, provided by CSAC, Global Collections Report of 2019. 2018 global collections were 9.65 billion euros. That represented a 0.9% growth in 2018 and a 25.4% growth since 2014. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? And on the digital side of things, it was 1.64 billion euros in 2018 digital collections, which represented an up of 29% of digital income growth. Digital share of collections represent 17% of all collections in regards of copyrights worldwide. I'm going to try and explain the flow of UK publishing income in very simple terms, in a very basic way. So we have shops, websites, live venues, clubs and bars, festivals, radio and TV. All of those generating performance rights, performing income, which is then passed to the foreign performance rights organization and in the UK to PRS which then pays the publisher, which then pays the writer. In case of the, for, on the case of the foreign PRO, that would be paid then to the sub-publisher and then to the publisher and then to the writer. We can never forget streaming and downloads do generate performing income as well. And that would be, the flow of that would be exactly the same. It would be going to PRS, which would then pay the publisher and the writers. On the mechanical side of things, then we would have streaming, downloads, CDs, vinyls, etc. That generates mechanical income, which is then paid to MCPS and JOL schemes, which then pays the publisher and then the writer. GAOL schemes would pay then the sub-publisher, which would pay the publisher and the writer in the end. We have different types of publisher. We have the major, the major ones, Universal, Warner Chapel, Sony, ATV, the multinational independent ones like Concord, Reservoir, Downtown, smaller independent such as Bucks, Centric, Just Eason Music, Tyler Music, have affiliated ones like Tap Music, Major, Third Publishing, and boutique ones like Minds on Fire, True Love Music, Manners, Macbade, Classical Library, etc. The publishing market share in 2019 was basically divided 
by Sony ATV with 25% of the market, Universal with 21%, Warner Chapel with 12%, and very interestingly, the independence with 42% of the whole publishing market share in 2019. The record company share was basically Universal Music with 31.8%, Sony Music with 20.3%, Warner Music Group 16%, and the Indies with 31.9%. Well, that basically translates into a very positive way to the independence, right? So the US market share, the second quarter in 2020, had the top 10 Hot 100 songs, basically divided by Universal Music Publishing Group with 22.62%. Sony ATV Music Publishing with 20.49%, Cobalt with 17.79%, followed by Warner Chapel Music with 12.92%, and BMG with 3.32%. And again, Other represents 13.94%, which would be basically the Indies, the independents. So there's plenty of room in the market for the independence to grow and prosper. The rough income split is basically performance 52%, sync 23%, mechanicals 18% and other 7%. Some might be asking what motivates a publisher to do a deal? Well, several things like profit, asset, market share, the cash flow and revenue, the profile, and the art itself. What does a publisher do? Well, they help writers and songs get users, license the users, business affairs, synchronization, etc. Collect the income for those users, copyright and royalties. It's basically creative and administrative functions. So the publishing company functions would include A&R, the creative side of things, sync, the licensing side of things, copyright, royalties, royalty accounts, finance, business affairs, and international. Whereas the A&R functions are finding writers, artists, bands, getting co-writes with other artists and other art writers, plugging songs for covers, providing creative advice, getting record deal, sorting out splits. In sum, the music publishing industry grew from the statue of Anne, gaining revenue streams for songwriters, dominating the music industry until the Beatles. Basically, publishers' principal role is to administer the copyrights in the songs, collecting the royalties due for the various users of it. This has become more complex, particularly with digital, as there is a much larger variety of income streams. Um, a modern publisher can create opportunities for writers, supporting and helping develop a writers, and finding avenues for exploitation. Modern publishers have 
administrative and creative departments as well to cover these functions. And yeah, publishers are motivated to sign writers and acquire catalogs for different reasons, short and, and, and long term. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation, this podcast, as much as I did doing it. So if that's the case, please do follow on Instagram at RollercoasterCarl, myself at Carl Casagrande, on Twitter, same thing, Facebook, same thing. Uh, do subscribe. Do subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Spotify. That's very, very much appreciated. Thank you and have a great, great day. Cheers. Bye-bye.